This is Olga Kirschenbaum with nine minutes of Creative Wisdom Podcast, where creatives share their wisdom. It is six questions in nine minutes because creatives have a short attention span. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell me who you are and what you do. Well, thank you, Olga, uh, for uh, hosting me on this. My name is Jason Scott Montoya, and um, I'm a B2B content marketing consultant. Um, so content marketing being cre creating content online, written, different forms. And then I, I create that content to drive traffic, to capture leads and nurture loyal clients. And I do that with small businesses between five and 50 employees and uh, help both strategically and tactically um, move their business forward. Beautiful. So what is your favorite part about being a creative leader, Jason? Um, so I love, I mean, I've, I'm always, I'm creative and I'm also analytical. And so, um, so I kind of end up playing in a, a variety of different places. And one of the things that I, I do enjoy is being a bridge between the different types of creative people. So, um, you know, helping them um, to understand um, how their work affects others and then how their work can be um, more power, have more of a powerful impact. Um, then they may realize themselves. So when it comes to, to leadership and creativity, I, I love to, to be able to kind of bring that creative out. out. And I think a lot of creative people um, can, they have great ideas and great tools and skills, but they can, that can be limited by their own maybe insecurities or fears mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. And so I can come in and help um, partner with them, whether we're working on a project together or whatnot and uh, bring that creativity out and, and the same, they have a lot to teach me as well. So it's just a lot of innovation and, and um, exploration. And one of my core values is openness. So um, being creative is an opportunity for us to explore the, the possibilities. I love that. That's really, really powerful. So I speak to a lot of creatives who avoid the money side of business. They'll yeah. pretty much do anything to avoid it. Tell me your <laughs> thoughts on that. Yeah. So when it comes to money, I've, uh, I don't know that I ever like, um, had a kind of a, an aversion to it at, in its own right. The challenge I think I struggled with when it came to talking about it was when it came to selling, selling yes. a project and then the, the cost of that and that dynamic, um, but in terms of managing money, that's something that I've always, you know, leaned into, although there have been seasons where I've neglected it and it's cost me a, a great deal of money <laughs> uh, and that's been challenging. But um, I think a lot of it's, you know, how we think about it, how we frame it in our own mind and how, what we think about it. And, um, and so I think if we have, if we struggle with talking about money, it's probably because we have some sort of a, a roadblock or maybe a, an unhelpful or an inappropriate relationship with money that needs to be resolved. So in other words, our own problems may be affecting how we look at, talk about, and, and, um, and share money. So I think when we lean into that and explore that, um, having a process is real helpful. So in terms of sales, you know, <clears throat> here's what I do, here's what it costs, here's how that works. And I, if I think through that ahead of time, then it makes that conversation a lot easier. Um, but ultimately, when it comes to sales, 
you know, we need to talk about money early and often um, as Blair uh, ends uh, from win without pitching says in his book. So, um, so that's something that, that, that has helped me to navigate that. So. I love that tip. I think a lot of people that are listening uh, struggle with the pricing conversation. Sometimes yeah. a project goes maybe outside of the scope mm-hmm. and things change and all of a sudden you have to have more money conversations. So mm-hmm. that's a very good tip. If you're prepared, you can definitely be walking into that conversation, be more confident. Yes. And I ha- I've even had clients who are like, I want to pay you more. Like that I was limiting even the possibility of what I could earn because I wasn't willing to talk about it, you know, years ago. And so, um, so putting it out there, it can be uncomfortable, but it actually can be pretty fruitful as well. I love that. That is super powerful. Take notes, people. (laughs) (laughs) So who are the creatives that you admire or have inspired you on your journey? Yeah, so I've been influenced by many great people, and and um, and I wouldn't be who I am and where I am with without them. Two two that come to mind, and in fact, they just did a podcast to, together in the last couple of days. Um, uh, Simon Sinek, who wrote the book, you know, Start with Why, and and uh, Seth Godin, who's written a variety of books and um, talks a lot about freelancing and entrepreneurship, and and he writes every day and, and publishes. And uh, so Seth Godin is, I've followed his blog for, man, probably at least 10 years, you know, and, and just videos and interviews and anything that he's done. And so um, his point of view and his creativity and his insight um, has been, you know, a huge influence on my life and, and my marketing and the way that I see things. And so I'm grateful for, for his influence in my life and continue to follow along with, with him as he uh, navigates the, the the crises that we're all in, and and uh, ideas and opportunities to to lean into. Awesome! I had no idea about this interview. I'm going to check it out after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> so, what is the one piece of wisdom or advice that other creatives should know? So, um, one of the things I would encourage creatives is um, is to embrace the idea of organization um, and to do it in a way that that complements who they are as a creative and so one of the ways that I've done that is me and some other people that worked with me in in the marketing company I used to own we developed a system called IDEMA I-D-E-M-A it stands for ideate discover execute maintain audit and what it is is a project management system for creative people and we all we were all terrible at project management and getting stuff done <laughs> and we would hire project managers and they would get on we needed them but they would jump into our chaos our creative chaos and they would they would run away screaming because it was too chaotic and so that happened over and over in in my marketing company and so eventually we're like man we really we need to figure our own stuff out before we bring some of these people in and that was where idema was born and it really was this question of, you know, what's the life cycle of an idea and a project? And where yeah. does it start? And where does it end? And that's where the IDEMA, I, you know, IDEMA, and those are all the stages of the process. And you can't neglect any one of them. You have to involve all of them. And, um, and that, as a, as a creative person, that gave me a framework to embrace that 
allowed me flexibility. It's, it is a framework. It's not a, uh, a strict system, although you could definitely develop into something more, more specific, but it is a broader framework that allows me to kind of understand the stages and then operate in a, uh, uh, area in a way that I have margin and kind of room to wiggle in and breathe. So I think creative people, we struggle to, to be cornered. We don't want that. We, we want our independence. And so, um, so just embracing organization in a way, again, whether it's IDEMA or something, come up with a way that allows you to be organized. So you can actually get stuff done and you can get more done and more efficiently and more effectively. Mm. but don't you don't necessarily have to compromise your creativity you can develop a framework that works in complementary to it Does that makes sense really really beautiful i am all about checklists and organization <laughs> that's definitely the accounting background in me but also yeah. i battle with my creative side all the time where i um i have shiny object syndrome and i want to yeah. do all <laughs> these things so keeping on track having that accounting background and being able to mm. do all these checklists, it definitely helps me. So I think it's great advice. Yeah. And one of the things I'll, you know, in IDEMA, the M is maintenance, right? And we often create things without appreciating what it takes to keep mm. that thing going. But just knowing that, just knowing that there's a maintenance aspect to it, it creates a checkpoint for us yep. when we're creating things. Like, okay, if I, you know, you, it could even be a practical thing like the size of the house you buy or the, the type of car you purchase determines the maintenance that goes with it. And often we buy without thinking of that and we maybe come to regret it later. So, but, <laughs> but it's that type of awareness that I think is, is critical. So, Love it. So now the most important question of the podcast, Kakaya Vasha Dubima Musica, or in English, What's your favorite music? <laughs> so I, uh, I listen to an eclectic variety of music. Um, I enjoy uh, different types of stuff. Um, on one end of the spectrum, I, you know, I love Imagine Dragons and their music um, and a lot of the songs that they produce. In another area, I love the, the violin of Lindsey Sterling mm. and her kind of creative uh, spin on, on that kind of classical type music. My favorite song is actually a song called Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Nice. So those are three, you know, very different types of, of music. And, and I could go on with other examples. But, um, you know, and there's different things about the music that I, that I like. With the Home song, I love the message of it. Mm. Um, you know, Home is, is where you are. So it's, uh, you know, each, different types of music do different things. And, um, and I use Pandora and I just, you know, I, it tells me what I, you know, I tell it what I like and thumbs up and thumbs down. And then it, sometimes it suggests things that I get to discover that I didn't know I liked and that I like. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you, Jason, for being on. What's the best way for the listeners to connect with you? Yeah. So the best way to connect is to visit my website, jasonscottmontoya.com. That's jasonscottmontoya.com. And on there, you can find, uh, I've written, you know, over 400 blog articles on growing um, yourself, growing your business, growing your community, as well as inspirational stories. Um, I talk about stories and systems on the, on the website. I also have a blog called, or a podcast called Grow Your Life, which you can access through there, as well as some other cool resources. You can check out IDEMA. Um, I've written two books. Uh, one's called Path of Freelancer, and the other is called The Jump. 
one's for freelancers and the other is for small business owners. You can explore those. So my website is, is a great place. And then you can also um, connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, and those will be great places uh, for us to uh, connect and chat and uh, hear your story. Awesome. And I will include all of that in the show notes. All right. Sounds great. Awesome. This is Olga Kirschenbaum with nine minutes of creative wisdom podcast where creatives share their wisdom. Make sure you check out my blog at fragsrichesconsulting.com to get money insights you haven't heard before.